This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, December 12, 2010. Week 3 of our Advent series, The Wonder of Christmas, Love is Born. And there were shepherds living in the fields nearby. Keeping watch over their flocks at night. The shepherds in the fields do more than just watch their sheep. They loved them. They were willing to lay down their lives for them. As we prepare for Christmas, we are reminded that Jesus is the Good Shepherd. We are His sheep. And He loves us so much that He laid down His life for us. Today we light the third Advent candle, the candle of love. Reminding us of the love that God shared that first Christmas. His Son, Jesus the Christ. During the season of Advent, may our hearts be transformed. So that His love would shine through us. Like this candle we light today. Amen. That's what he said. So that was my grandson. You want me to start again? Last service, <laughs> I couldn't even speak after I saw that. It just got to me. So anyway, good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, we um, thank you for today. We thank you for... Your love that woos us here, it's not by accident that any one of us are sitting here today. Open up our hearts so that we might hear your message intended for us and that we might leave here a little bit differently than when we came in. We pray this in Jesus' name and by the power of God's Holy Spirit. And all of Connection Church said, Amen. Amen. So isn't it interesting that, um, that God chose shepherds to be the first to hear the good news of the birth of Jesus? I mean, shepherds were despised by the orthodox, upstanding, good churchy people of the day. Shepherds were unable to keep the details of the ceremonial laws that included meticulous hand washings. They were constantly touching those things that were unclean, the animals out in the field. And they were unable, to, therefore, to measure up to the rules and regs of the temple. It would also be difficult for them to get to the temple because they were out watching their, their flocks and that demanded their constant attention. They were very low, 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 low on the socioeconomic ladder of the day and yet these were the very ones that God chose to be the first to hear the good news of the birth of the Savior, the birth of Jesus the Christ. These aren't the first shepherds who have had an important part in God's story as expressed in the scriptures. We hear about Abraham, who was the father of Isaac, who was the father of Jacob, who was the father of the tribes of Israel. He was a shepherd. And Moses, Moses was a shepherd. In fact, he was tending his flock one day when he looked at a bush on fire that was not burning up. And God spoke to him. God spoke to him, telling him how he, Moses, would go toe-to-toe with Pharaoh and that God would use Moses to free God's people. And then there's the most famous shepherd of all history, of all the uh, Israel history, and that would be David. And in fact, he, David was in the field tending his sheep when Samuel... Uh, came to his father's house to anoint the next king 
of Israel. And uh, David's father brought before Samuel all of David's older brothers, none of whom were the ones that were going to be king. The Lord had chosen David, the youngest, just a mere boy at the time, who, as I said, was out in the field watching the sheep. He had been chosen to be the next, and in fact, the greatest earthly king that Israel would ever know. Yes, the shepherds have played such an important part of Israel's history. And on the night that Jesus Jesus was born, on the birth of Jesus, that night they were significant once again. I recently read something that pointed out the difference between shepherds in the British Isles and shepherds in Israel. In the British Isles, they use the shepherds use dogs. They use sheep dogs to herd the sheep. The dogs basically drive the sheep, usually against the sheep's will, to get them to go where they want them to go. The dogs nip at the heels of the sheep and they push them in the direction that they're supposed to go. Well, in Israel, on the other hand, shepherds walk out in front of the sheep, calling their name, leading them, and the sheep will follow. The sheep know the voice of the shepherd and follow that voice. In fact, when sheep from different herds sometimes get intermingled, they still know, and they know the sound of their shepherd's voice. They know their shepherd, and they follow their shepherd. It's a much gentler way of sheep herding. So as a result of that, the the shepherd and the sheep in Israel truly have a relationship, and, and, and every single sheep is important to that shepherd. Thus the story that we read where Jesus tells of the 99 and the one, where the shepherd leaves the 99 sheep to find the one who is lost. And from what I've read, that's not unusual. I mean, you would go and search until you found that sheep. You would either come back with the sheep or you would come back with the pelt because there's not going to be a lost sheep. Either it's dead or alive. You're bringing the sheep back. And when they came back, just like the story Jesus said, there would be the town would celebrate because those sheep, each and every one of them, was important. The shepherd would risk his life for the sheep. Well, that's what David was talking about as he prepared to meet Goliath, the giant in that battlefield. You see, when King Saul told David that he was too little, that he couldn't fight the giant, and he was merely a boy, the scripture says, David responded by saying he was used to tending sheep in the field. And if lions or bears came to attack the sheep, He was right there. He carried, he took care of the sheep. And David actually um, would take sheep out of the mouths of lions and bears as well, risking his very own life. David, along with the other shepherds there in Israel, they were willing to put their lives on the line for the sheep. In other words, they loved, they loved, their sheep. This love the shepherd has for his sheep is what what Jesus later uses to express the love that he has for us when he says this in John 10, 11 through 18. He says, I am the good shepherd. 
The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. And then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, Jesus says. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep and I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and and one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I have received from my Father. Wow. A good shepherd is willing to risk his life for the sheep, willing to put his life on the line for the sheep, willing to die for the sheep. The good shepherd... Jesus, the Christ, did exactly that for you, was willing to risk his very own life. There was a scripture sentence that just struck me. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. Jesus did that willingly as the good shepherd for you, his sheep. He died so that we might live. A good shepherd knows his sheep. They aren't just a herd of sheep. They don't all just look alike to the shepherd. They're individuals. And the good shepherd knows each and every one by name, with all their quirks, all their idiosyncrasy, and he loves them. The good, the bad, even the ugly. He loves them all. And that's how it is with the good shepherd as well. He knows each and every one of us individually. He knows each and every one of you. He knows every hair on your head. Every hair on your head. He blew life and breath into you. You were created for the purposes of God. He knows you intimately. The good, the not so good, all the quirks, all the idiosyncrasies. Remember, he created you He knows you and loves you when we're good, when we're bad. Loves us so much that he gave his very life for us. Now here's a question we'd like to share with you this morning though is, how well do you know him? As we said before, the sheep in the field knew their shepherd's voice. Not only did the shepherd know them, but they knew the shepherd. They recognized that shepherd's voice uh, There's many, many sheep from many herds. They'll know their shepherd's voice, and they'll go to their shepherd. They know that voice. And the thing is, they don't only just know the voice, they follow the voice. They recognize it, and they follow it. Those shepherds don't have to push their sheep. They don't herd them, so to speak. Those sheep listen to the shepherd's voice, and they follow They follow the shepherd. Do you know the voice of your shepherd? Do you know the voice of the good shepherd, Jesus? Do you recognize his voice when he talks to you? 
Oh, it may not be an, an audible voice, but it could be. But Jesus talks to us in so many different ways. Sends us, you know, messages, calls us to this or to that in so many different ways. Do you know him? Do you recognize his voice? It is so hard right now with all of the, the trappings of the season to get so caught up in, in this Christmas frenzy. Especially now. Do you know his voice? Are you preparing your heart? That's what Advent's all about. Preparation time. Are you preparing your heart to receive the Christ child? And that means clearing time to hear his voice. Have you spent enough time with him? Reading, reading your scripture. Meditating, praying, practicing the spiritual discipline of the month. It's, it's celebration, by the way. Are you in a small group? Are you talking about um, whatever it is that you're studying together? Are you connected? Those are ways that we're able to hear his voice. Do you recognize it when he calls? And if you recognize it, then the real question is, do you follow? Do you follow like the sheep follow their shepherd there in Israel? Do you follow the good shepherd when he calls, when you hear his voice, when you recognize his presence with you? Do you follow or do you try to ignore? Because <laughs> you know he might try to lead you someplace you don't want to go. In fact, chances are very good. <laughs> He's going to lead you sooner or later someplace you don't want to go. And so you try to ignore that voice or do you, uh, do you want to choose the places on your own where you're going to go? Are you following the good shepherd when you hear his voice? You know, from what I hear, sheep aren't very smart. <laughs> they keep their heads down. They kind of walk around just trying to find something to eat, not paying attention to where they are, where they're going. You know, they, they put themselves in some pretty bad... <laughs> I cracked myself up. I couldn't help it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she, she usually doesn't tickle herself that bad, you know. You guys are in for a treat today. I'm really, I'm really not. So they put funny, themselves so in some bad situations. That huh? sounds good, Alex. Oh yeah. That's a bad joke. Yeah. Um, so anyway. <laughs> it feels so good to laugh, though. Uh, yeah, they allow themselves to get into some crooks, you know, some crevices up in the hills there in Israel. Then they can't get out. They couldn't get out themselves. That's the, that shepherd's crook, you know, the, the thing with the crook where they re and pull it out by his neck because they would die otherwise. They, they couldn't get out. Funny thing is, the good shepherd does the same thing with us. Because, you know, sometimes we're not so bright either, are we? <laughs> kind of keeping our head down, just kind of looking for food. <laughs> <laughs> not paying attention to where we're going, looking for other things, not giving thought to the consequences. Mm. And so we, like the sheep, uh, allow ourselves to get in some 
pretty tough spots sometimes that, that we can't get out of ourselves. And, and then the shepherd with his crook, the good shepherd Jesus, through his saving grace, through his blood on the cross, he kind of pulls us out, doesn't he? From those situations that we can't escape from ourselves. You know, the difference between us and sheep. We often say no to Jesus' offer to save us. Sheep don't say no. They just sit down, <laughs> let the shepherd pull them out. But we constantly say no. <laughs> we say no when he tries to pull us out. We often say no when the only real way out of the place is to put ourselves in the hands of the good shepherd, Jesus the Christ. <clears throat> difference between us and all those woolly sheep, they allow themselves to be saved. And oftentimes we don't. Mm. Hmm. And, you know, I, I think we need to stop and, and learn to stop saying no. Can I get an amen? We, we need to learn to stop saying no, Jesus. We need to say, Jesus, I need you. I need to, you to pull me out because I'm in a spot I can't get out of myself. You know, we need to learn to stop saying no to the love that Jesus offers you and me. And so we've been talking about the shepherds in the field and the good shepherd, our good shepherd. And just like the shepherd in the field who would not leave the 99, or who would leave the 99 to find the one lost, Jesus would do the same thing. In fact, if you were the only one left on this earth, we've said this before and this is the truth, if you were the only one left, Jesus would die for you, only for you. Let's take a look at Luke 15, verse 7. I tell you that in the same way, there would be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. You are worth it, Jesus says. You are worth it. You are worth saving. Each and every one of you, every single person here, everyone on the planet, worth saving. And not because anything that you've done, not because of how good you are, but how good he is. He loves you so much. We say that every week, but it's just not words floating out into the air. He loves you so much. He loves all of humanity so much that he died. The good shepherd, that's what good shepherds do. The good shepherd lays his life down for the sheep. So it only makes sense that that uh, first Christmas it would be shepherds who would have been invited to see and share in the good news to to see the good shepherd <laughs> making the sounds that that just left the room huh that was that was perfect timing wasn't it the sound of a little baby in a manger yeah but that baby grew up to be the good shepherd and the question today is what's your relationship with that good shepherd maybe you're saying man i'm ready for christmas you know we're we're 
I hear him. I'm following. We're, we're, we got it. We got a connection. Amen. Your time today in prayer should be, thank you, Lord. Celebration. Discipline of the month, right? Celebration. Yeah. Put your hands up and celebrate. Or maybe you're saying, you know, I kind of know him, but I, I know when he's around, but I'm not doing a very good job of following. And maybe today's the day to get on your knees and be thinking about that manger thing. Man, I got to do like the shepherds. I got to go follow, find that manger and find that baby and get reestablished with the Holy One there. The one that grew up to be the good shepherd and wants to have a relationship with me. Or maybe you just keep saying no. <laughs> maybe Jesus is saying, I gotta, I'm going to pull you out, and you just keep saying, no, I know better. <laughs> I'm sure he can't. It's trouble not laughing at us when we say, I know better, because we don't. And maybe you just keep saying, I know better, and he's saying, come on. Come on, maybe today's the day to stop saying no. And open up and say, Jesus, I need you to save me, because I can't save myself. I encourage you to take some time today as we close the service in prayer. Pray on the steps. Pray back in the corner. There's a couple people back there love to pray with you. If you're not sure how to walk through and say, Jesus, I need you in my life, they'd love to walk you through it. Why would you want to spend another Christmas just looking at Jesus but not really knowing him like you could? Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Holy God, pray your Holy Spirit would Touch us each today in some special way. Open our hearts to your Holy Spirit. If For those who are here don't know Jesus, I would encourage, please open their hearts and help them to, to open up to say, I need you in my life. For those who do, but they've some distance there, I'd encourage to say, I, I, I need to get closer. Please be with me. For those that are walking alongside you, Jesus, let's just celebrate and praise and glorify your holy name the good shepherd. We praise you. We glorify you. It's in your name that we pray and in the power of your Holy Spirit. Connection Church said, Amen. Thank you for taking part in sharing the message for this week. For more information about Connection Community Church, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also reach our church offices at 302 378 7692 Connection Community Church Connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers